0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The get Welcome
1: in to the Punt and, and Pass plan, podcast. And I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside a very, very special guest for this week eight episode of Punt and Pass. It's none other than college football media personality. Uh, Chris Marlar, my good buddy at Vern Funquist. On social media, host of the CFB Uncensored Podcast. Again, you can find him at Vern Funquist. We're at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler, punt the number one destination for all things college football. Chris, this is the unholy alliance, my man. Me and you making it happen. Lot to talk about. A lot to talk about.
2: Um, always with me, most of it emotional. But um, I you know, <laughs> I, I was sitting here like when you when you said when you started the show and introduced me, I just I just want to know the number of Georgia fans that were like, nope. Yeah. No chance.
1: Look, you're an SEC taste maker. I had to get you on yeah. here. And a lot has happened within the SEC, and we will get to all that. First thing first, though, did you ever think that you would fill in for uh, an SEC champion quarterback, a Rose Bowl champion quarterback, a Sugar Bowl champion quarterback who just signed with the Washington Commanders practice squad? Here you are. Did you ever yeah. see this on your uh, career track?
2: So I actually did a vision board in January and that was the only thing I put on there. And uh um, yes. And a lot of people called me delusional and they were probably right, but you know, but look look at me now. So uh no I, I was thinking about that when I came on I was like I should have come up with like a like a good punny name to be replacing Jake, but I'll think it was joke from and that kind of sucks. <laughs>
1: We'll we'll see. Uh, you know, Jake hit me up. He's like, hey, I can't do tomorrow's show. I'm going to get with him and see what his schedule is like. But huge shout out to Jake. He's yeah, awesome. The Washington Commanders Practice Squad. Carson once broke his finger. Uh, Jake's had a bunch of tryouts in the past couple of weeks, so – he is up in the DC area. We'll try to get him back on here as soon as possible. But in the meantime, uh maybe a rotating chair, Chris, depending on how you do, I'll grade you after the show. Um, oh, we'll perfect. let our audience speak for itself. Don't you let said, the audience
2: speak for me because there's gonna be a lot of biased people in that that's gonna, be, that's gonna be some tough takes.
1: I love it. I love it. We can always do that. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks has been so much fun. This is it, dude. This is like the best time of the year. The NBA yeah. is back. Major League Baseball playoffs are going on. College football, it's Wednesday. There's a game later on tonight. We're soon to get into maxion. We're kicking off Tuesday night games. The yeah. NFL, of course. You have to head over to Prize Picks. Download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. You can win 10 times your money in one day. Mm-hmm. Payouts are instant. And again, if you deposit now... Using the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Price pick simply is the best daily fantasy game out there. Download it now. Use the promo code PUNT. Chris, you have been very, very good with your college football picks uh, on social media. You've also been really good with some props, so we're going to get to your prize picks later on in the show. Love it. Make sure we can get it rocking. But let's start with three and out. We, of course, go to first down. These are our top three news and storylines around college football. And since you are an Alabama fan, look, there's been so much fallout of this unbelievable Alabama-Tennessee game. We need to touch on these continued reactions. So just first off, how are you feeling? So you know what's weird, man, is like
2: I, I remember like because I, I used to get like super you know, I like super into it. Right? And I still am and I you know, I hate I hate Auburn, I hate pre snap penalties, and there's very few things that'll that'll make yeah. the F word fly out of my my mouth faster than that. But I like I remember my mom saying this to me a while ago. She was like, you know, Chris, like I'm so proud of you for like handling like losses well. You don't seem to get so over, like overly emotional about it anymore. I'm like, we don't fucking lose. Like yeah. like what are you talking? Like I just I'm getting older, but but in no, the Tennessee game, like you know, that's a that's a rivalry I grew up with. Where Bama lost seven in a row, like and beating them to snap that streak was like one of the best days of my life. And like you know, so I, this this is a dip. Like people that are younger, like like the younger crowd, doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get like anybody that says Tennessee. If college is better when Tennessee's back, has not been around Tennessee fans long enough.
1: Okay, so um, I saw that tweet you know i i do believe that college football is better when tennessee is back really? matt jones from kentucky sports radio took the other side of that he was like it doesn't make any sense you know right this doesn't make any sense and you cannot take that from a guy who lives and breeds kentucky because kentucky no, can hate each other they're playing next week we'll touch on that briefly I, but i do believe college football is better when tennessee is doing well
2: i will say i don't think i've i don't know if i've avoided them this week or or, or whatever happened but like the game itself, it was awesome. It yeah, was, it was incredibly entertaining. There was a lot of, you know, like I'm, I, I feel like I'm a pretty objective person, uh, despite what, you know, some people think like my, my bias is like lean sore, but like Bama, you know, they did everything they could to, to lose that game and, and, and try to, and it seemed like in every single quarter, but like the quarterback play was incredible. Bama had a punt go inside the 10 yard line. That hasn't happened since I'm pretty sure 1998. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think it was like, it's so much fun watching this offense for Tennessee because it's so unique the way they set everything up. Like, there's not yeah. another offense that's run like that. Like, just the way they, like the the receiver splits and what they do and they take you out like all the way near the boundary and, and spread you out. And um, now I will say, I don't think Georgia will struggle as much with the idea of, like if that kid scores five fucking touchdowns on Georgia, I I, I would be, I don't know what the prop bet would be on that, but it would have to be yeah, I just don't.
1: I don't expect that to happen for Jalen Hyatt. I mean, he had six no. catches and five touchdowns. It's so probably not going to happen again all season long.
2: No, but but and it, you know, and it happened against Bama, which is just unheard of. It's unbelievable. It's the only time it's ever happened. So let me let me throw these like, numbers out here for you, yeah, real quick, please. just to put this in perspective, because because like what happens with Bama and it starts to happen with Georgia now too is like if they if they play a close game, no matter who it is, no matter Texas sucks, it doesn't matter if they have a backup against Texas A and M. You know, you guys heard it with Mizzou and all that kind of stuff but like it's you're immediately going to get zero credit for like beating winning the game or anything like mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. what hinden hooker did to alabama's defense was one it was like it's the only time that they've ever they've had quarterbacks that have like a 90 over 90 plus qbr 200 plus passer rating or like steven garcia is in that bunch yeah
1: yeah got, like like you Johnny know, Manziel, yeah, yeah whoever yeah, Johnny Manziel. beats alabama has a career debt, simply put yeah
2: but no one has ever put up the same numbers where you have the level of passer efficiency. He has the highest pass efficiency ever gets to save in defense. Throws for five touchdowns. He's the only one of two quarterbacks he's ever done that against Alabama. Yeah. Um, Everything he, he averaged over is 12.8 yards per attempt. It was, it was awesome. It I mean, was the he, perfect day. He just did an dead. incredible job. Yeah.
1: And, you know, Alabama, 17 penalties against Tennessee, 15 penalties against Texas when that game was so close and still scoring 49 points. I mean, I think that is absolutely amazing. My favorite thing about the Bama fan base is this, though. Now oh, yeah. that Tennessee has beaten them, you know, they've crowned Tennessee. Oh, well, Tennessee's definitely going to beat Georgia. You know, Tennessee are these world beaters because they somehow beat Alabama. We'll yeah. definitely get a rematch against Tennessee in the end. Yeah, NCAA I
2: don't understand that.
1: And it gets me thinking like this. Let me take my podcasting hat off for a second and put my Georgia fan hat on. Seeing the joy that Tennessee fans have still basking in that joy five days later after that unbelievable victory. You know, it's what I felt as a Georgia fan after dethroning Alabama in the national championship. What y'all are feeling right
2: now still.
1: Yeah, this is the best part. I'm getting to that. The joy that Tennessee fans are feeling undoubtedly in the back of their head, they're sitting there going, well, you know, even if we do beat Georgia, we're going to have to play Alabama again in the SEC championship. And hopefully we do have a perfect day and they do have 17 penalties. And that tipped field goal does go through the uprights. The, 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 the reason that Georgia fans are simply unbothered at this point is because we beat right. Alabama yeah. and won a national championship. It's like the greatest feeling ever I'm yeah, you're like, I mean, the going, in the barn, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, good. dude, this is great. I'm playing with house money. It's absolutely unbelievable. So I don't I will, know what's going to happen, it. but I think Georgia matches up with Tennessee pretty well. And I already saw the look ahead line is Georgia's like a 10 and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes sense to me. And I think that's probably about right. Like, like, it's it's just funny the way fans are in general because I, I hate this from Bama fans. This, the whole thing about, like, yeah, you know what? Congrats, man. Congrats on the win. It only took y'all, you know, 15 of years course. and us having a missed field goal and having, like, 17 penalties, and it was like, Jesus Christ, like, don't list the whole thing off. Like, yeah we get it. But all those things definitely did still happen. Side note, that last field goal, I thought it was blocked, and I was a little bit drunk, uh, and I was celebrating – for several seconds, yeah. in front of everyone in our house, because I thought that we had blocked it, but um now I, I, the assumption that that Tennessee is going to put up the same amount of points against y'all is stupid because of y'all's defense and, and the way you guys play, I think that the assumption that y'all are going to be able to like dominate Tennessee necessarily because you're not going to give up that amount of points, and the offense is going to do blah blah, because blah. the offense has struggled at times and
1: not oh, in a course. rude way. you
2: guys have not really been tested though.
1: I, do you I guys, couldn't do you get this one at home
2: or do you get to play it like in your practice facility, like <laughs> in like shells and stuff. Cause yeah, guys... this
1: one is going to be uh, in Sanford city. And they're saying it's going to be the highest ranked matchup ever in Athens, which will be awesome. I certainly don't think Georgia will dominate. I think it'll be a great football mm-hmm. game. Um, What are your thoughts on the tweet about um, the comparisons? I think Peter Burns, Barrett Salih, the comparison oh between God. 2022, Tennessee and 2019 LSU. Okay, look, I know Tennessee's having a great year and I'm proud of them. I'm happy for them. Right. But that team was annihilating teams 2019 LSU. They did not have to, you know, go to overtime against Pitt. They didn't go down to the wire right. against Florida. Um, I think there was a little bit, uh, what do they call it? Thief of the moment or. Um, yeah, prisoner of the moment. Prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Well, that Florida
2: game was actually pretty close. But they, that's, though, no, what's funny about that is that, like, I remember that was 2018. Like, I saw that and I was like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not like, like again. I am a, I've been a band fan my whole life, and and I, I work in media, and I, I try to be as objective as possible, and and just be transparent about it. But like, twenty nineteen LSU is the best college football team I've ever seen. Yeah, and when you played that offense, and you guys got to see it, you guys actually played them probably the best. Thirty seven to ten.
1: Yeah, you look back, you are like, like that actually wasn't
2: that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean Auburn was, you know, that was they were the only one that kept under like I think thirty points, something crazy. But, but I remember, I remember like going into that game, and especially with like the the Bama game specifically against them, I you just get this feeling that like it's almost a little bit like how the old Gus Malzahn offenses would be if they were rolling, it's like Jesus them. Christ, like yeah. like it's just you know, every the tempo is so high and you can't get a stop, and they've got fucking talent everywhere, everywhere. And, and you've got talent everywhere, but it's like just you know anyway, but like. No, Tennessee is
1: not that. They are not that. Yeah,
2: Maybe with Cedric Tillman's closer, but that defense is not that.
1: I would agree with you there. Um, so let's slow our roll in that comparison. We'll see how Tennessee continues to trend. A lot of people are already circling the Kentucky game. Could that be a look-ahead spot? Kentucky's got a bye week to get ready to scheme up their defense. Jordan Rodgers put that out in the air. Uh, after the Mississippi State-Kentucky game. He was like, listen, and again, that's a Vandy guy. You got to take that with a grain of salt. He doesn't like Tennessee, but he said, what I just saw from Kentucky limiting Mississippi State's passing attack with a bye week, I'll be interested to see how they match up against Tennessee. So we, of course, will keep our eyes on that. Um, let's just touch on the referees real quick and then we'll get into second down. As a Bama fan, you know, you guys obviously think that don't say you guys, don't put me I, in the... I'm, I'm I'm putting you in there because I was going at it on Twitter. I'm yeah. like anybody with half a brain knows that for 10 plus years, Bama has gotten all the calls. That's so not, if you want to go real. And, it is real. It's, it's statistically it's statistically not real. That is false. That is
2: false. I hate so here's what I that hate is false. so much. That I, it's is like, false. Hold on this is this is what drives me crazy if it's a factual statement i totally get it but like but what ends up happening between georgia and bam fans is instead of looking up the numbers on it i think you did this the other day like you tweet out pictures of look at this this thing i'm not saying Bama hasn't gotten away with some calls i'm saying for that to be this continued response of now in 2022 when they are for for another season, like like for the second, it seems like third straight year. And by the way, I think since like 2019, they're they've had uh, far less uh, like uh, penalty yards per game than their opponents have. Um, they're ranked dead last in the country right now, and a lot of that's their own fault. Uh, yes. But it, Have you ever seen? five penalties called in three plays
1: well look i hate referees i mean that's very well documented so i'm coming at it from the angle that i think all referees are really bad at their job and they should be held accountable i mean when you're looking at the game last weekend and the pass interference call that wasn't called i'm like hold on a second how do you mess the 40 yard line i know (laughs) And, and but also on that same play bryce young was clearly face masked, and there was no penalty thrown so i'm sitting there going what is going on in, in the heat of the moment, though, in the biggest moments of the game? Undoubtedly. I mean, if you want to bust out holding calls yeah. for bottom line statistics oh, I'm and glad bring you that, that all up. day, I'm talking yeah. about game-changing calls 100,000% unanimously swinging to Alabama State. Okay, well, let me, let me just say this real quick.
2: Let me just tell you some objective Please. reasons why you're wrong about that. For the second week in a row, Alabama got an interception in the end zone that would seal the deal, right? And 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 on both of those, they got another play. Yes. I, I'm not saying they're they they were not I agree. I agree. I'm also saying in that moment, that seemed like a pretty big call to make. And a if you couldn't get the call. flag out of your pocket until the 40-yard line, the other thing I will say is um Bryce Young, I maybe I think this admittedly was because I was. I saw Tom Brady earlier in the week beat of Tom course. Brady and get that call. And you have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback coming off an injury. I'm not saying he should ever get preferential treatment, and he didn't even need it. He was tough as shit that entire There's game. There's no consistency.
1: That's the, right. that's the most frustrating part. I 100% it, agree with you on that.
2: They they took a review for that and still didn't call it. But the thing you brought up about, like, holding. You can call holding on every play. Uh, that that right there is just beautifully you brought it up. Because you know how many holding calls have been called against Bama's opponents this year? Uh, zero. Zero. Oh, come on.
1: I, that that is a real stat. That cannot be true. It
2: it was on Twitter, so you know it's real. <laughs>
1: it, no, I, I I told it to Conor O'Gare this morning.
2: He he immediately went to go look it up. But like, how how do you have that with Will
1: Anderson and Chris Braswell and all that? So I'm just saying, it may have been right. I, for I, look, I agree. We're in a welcome new age to now. the then. You know what I said to that Bama fan on Twitter? Welcome to the world, man. That's yeah. what we've all been living in. So Thanks if lot, that's the modern. case. then then you're right back to where all of us have been having to deal with it. But simply put 15, 17 penalties against Alabama, uh, that's nobody's fault, but their own. And Nick Saban even addressed these. Like we got to fix this. This is not typical Alabama football enough about Alabama. Yeah, for sure. Also real quick, let me just
2: say this to make you happy about this. Like the the reason why fans get so upset about it is one, because they're not used to seeing it right. And not used to getting their way a little bit And then two, they also know that they're not good enough to overcome that. Yeah. They haven't been for the last, last two years. And that's, you know, that's, that's one thing that tip my cat to, to Kirby. Y- y- y'all are currently number one in the conference and fewest penalties. Also Tennessee was actually right behind Alabama a week ago, but we, yeah. we dominated that. So. Okay.
1: You need to be sound, man, especially when you don't have a firepower offense. Again, I said it last Monday. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, 49 points with 17 penalties is almost unheard of. All right, let's go to second down. It's a little mid-season report. It's week eight. I can't believe it's already here. It, like, almost is depressing. You're like, how could college football be going by this fast? Uh, But a couple things of note, there's nine undefeated teams that are remaining. Chris, Mm -hmm. Georgia, and Tennessee, they will play each other. Syracuse and Clemson, they play each other this weekend. We'll get to that. Ohio State and Michigan, they will play each other. Ole Miss in the SEC West, TCU, UCLA round out the undefeated team. So, as of right now, there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of dominoes to fall here in the remaining weeks. But I want to know what your biggest surprise is. That could be a player, team, coach, or moment. Best game, I think we're probably going to be simpatico on our choice for best game of the season so far. But ultimately, dude, I think the college football playoff committee is about to be in a world of hurt, and I, for one, love it. Uh, yeah, anytime they
2: or the NCAA can squirm, I love it. But I tell you what, it does worry me is that it seems like whenever they are put to a tough decision on who to take, what do they default to?
1: Notre Dame yeah. or fucking Ohio State? Like yeah, just Texas like, could sneak in there with two losses. Watch I out! Don't... I already saw some. I already saw some ESPN articles hinting at that possibility. I'm like, people, people, they will it. defer and they will resort to a brand name. They will yeah. resort to somebody who will help the TV ratings. Exactly. They will resort to something that will excite the public. Exactly. Right. Of so I think like there's honestly,
2: and we saw this early in the year too, you have seen it more and more like with all the upsets and stuff like that. But like, cause everyone wants to bitch cause the three most dominant teams and really this season, the two most dominant teams, Ohio state and Georgia. It's like, you know, you just have a foregone conclusion. They're going to get there. Right. Um, I, I just, I like, there's been so much more parody in, in college football this it's year. It's beautiful. been so much fun, man. Yeah. Um, the biggest surprise to me, I, I want to say UCLA, just because we all, we heard about USC so much, but I think that they had a lot coming back and, and, you know, it's, it's about time. Chip Kelly did something. Yeah. It's good was to see. To That's
1: fun to see also in college yeah. football when a Chip Kelly offense gets rolling.
2: Yeah. I, um, but the one for me is TCU. That's only because.
1: So Sonny they fired, first year, Max Duggan.
2: Yeah. And he's been great. And like, they were, they, you know, they weren't great last year. They got rid of Gary, what's, Patterson. Uh, Gary Patterson who was just Kirby Smart, 30 years older. They looked the exact same. And <laughs> then funny. and then he showed up for work the next Monday.
1: Like, he was like, oh, So hello, did the Jeff deepest. Collins. That is- <laughs> so, did, so did Jeff Collins. He's like, hey, I'm going to be here. Whatever I could do to make sure that my buyout can't be rescinded. I'm showing my ass up to work. I totally Sir, so
2: this is a Waffle House, and you're drunk. You got to yeah, get out of yeah.
1: here. Exactly. Um, no, that's mine. Who's yours? I, um... You know, Syracuse is going to get beat this weekend bad. I would say Dino Babers, you yeah. know, hat tip to those guys. Tommy DeVito with DeVito's at Illinois now. So that's not right. But, um Same colors you know, count. after, yes, after last weekend, dare I say Michigan, you know, with the quarterback set up at the beginning of the year, they lost a lot. Um, They dominated Penn State. I think they got the monkey off their back in a big way last year. Overcoming yeah. Ohio State, winning the Big Ten Championship, kind of got the reality check in the college football playoff. But they have reloaded. I don't think they're scared of Ohio State heading in late to the no. parts of this year. So I would, you know, I'd pick Michigan as biggest surprise. And obviously, we're leaving out the obvious pick right now, which is Tennessee. Um, people yeah. expected Tennessee to be well, but I don't think they expected it at this type of excitement. So that'd be my biz- biggest surprise from a team perspective, coach perspective. Uh, you just mentioned it, Sonny Dykes, Chip Kelly. Yeah um hype, of course you got to go there but <laughs> he's like i tell you what man and again and i
2: i'm i i swear to you i try to be as objective as possible every time but even watching that game the moment Hypel got done talking and they played dixieland delight oh. that guy deserves <laughs> like just a lifetime contract man. Song like,
1: about tennessee that's what people yeah, say that's
2: right I, I would say mine is probably hypo just because he's uh you know, like like in year two, and think of all the stuff he had to face, man. All the stuff he had to face is it was so much. But, you know, another one too is Brett Bielema up at uh, Illinois, yeah, not just because absolutely. he's still alive and hasn't had a you know <laughs> any like what do you call it, like heart bypass surgery or whatever it's called. That yeah. yeah, it was a very yeah. medical. Um, but also, they have the number one defense in the country. They're ranked right ahead of Georgia. So those two defensive minds awesome. just trading blows from across the country.
1: Uh, best moment? I'll, I'll go a little bit off the wall here. And I'll just say, is, you know, recency bias, but I stayed up late and watched uh, Utah go for two against USC yeah. with no time left. I mean, talk about affecting the college football playoff in a big, big way. Utah, nothing to lose. Already have two losses on the season at home. They give USC a loss, and that could pay off big time for some other team in that first weekend of December when selection day comes down. Because if USC wins that game on the road, uh, they're cooking with Crisco heading down the pipe in the Pac 12. Oh, Looking for some opportunities to sneak into the playoff. That moment right there, Utah going for two, will have huge college football yeah. playoff implications. No question. The USC
2: is just—they're going to be like, like, like Notre Dame's like cool lesbian aunt that moved out to California. That I'm like, all right, I guess like, but like I've I'm just—I'm just so over it. I'm so—they're the same team, and I'm just—I'm so over it already with with Lincoln Riley. Um, I don't know. My
1: favorite moment because. I mean, the, the Texas game, I was glad that was over for sure. That, that was fun. a great game. Week two hit us right in the face at noon. I I said this too, not to steal your thunder, but You're I good? thought the uh, big noon coverage with Gus and Joel Klatt, it's I awesome. thought it was phenomenal. I was like, this is great production. Um, and great the numbers announcing. are good too. Yeah, it
2: was good stuff um yeah i've my memory like i just any what what have i missed here because i think all I, all I keep thinking about is gambling wins so i think yeah um, i mean
1: tennessee alabama obviously huge that's best that game fun. of the year by far up to this point there's no question about it uh um, you know the arkansas
2: game when bryce went down and, and how, that wasn't very fun though that was a very big fun. time
1: comeback yeah for sure some of those auburn games have been very entertaining
2: i'll say that um but yeah i'll, I'll, I'll come back to it i'll come back lsu to florida it. state oh. in week zero or week one was great you know what it was for me? It was when App State hosted game day after beating AM and, they and then they A&M. had the Hail Mary. And then Chase Bryce, who's going to be a country singer someday with that name, <laughs> he's helping people down from
1: the stands That's during awesome. the celebration. Like, it's like the best dude ever. Yeah. Yeah. Best moment, too, or worst moment could be Jermaine Burton slapping that chick in the face on the field. I mean, watch out, guy. You can't do that.
3: You can't no, do No, no. You
1: can't Jermaine. do that in any capacity. You no. can't hit a woman. No. I, no. I, I just
2: this kid is i don't care how this sounds i i didn't want him in the first place and i just don't feel like he's really doing lots of to fit in there
1: yeah yeah what what did coach say i want to know what coach saban said about that one because when there's video receipts it's tough yeah. to talk out of that one man and she was like just walking by she didn't like raise her hand or you know swing at him with her purse she was any of those things still by. would have
2: not warranted that like i don't i mean I you, you have a helmet with you and 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 pad so um it's i I've tweeted this today and it's it's just sadly true, but like if you would have told me he was going to not have a thousand yards receiving, I would have believed that, but if you had told me the biggest thing he was going to catch in Tuscaloosa was a case, I did not think it was going to be that.
0: (laughs) The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like.
3: 20 dealerships located throughout metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
1: Yeah, there's no question about that. So we'll see what happens there. I'll be interested. Him and Draymond Green, you know, getting loose with the fist. No doubt. Great
2: locker room, guys. I hope Satan brings both of them in the transfer portal.
1: Absolutely. All right, let's go to third down. It's the bye week for Georgia. So we'll touch on the importance and timing of a bye week. Uh, I read some great, great articles. Earlier this morning, uh, Mike Griffith, Dog Nation, shout out to him. Mm -hmm. He dove into Kirby's mindset on the bye week and how the coaching staff at Georgia attributed their success last year to winning a national championship as to what they did in the bye week. One, get healthy. Two, get guys off their feet. Three, go back and look at what went really well in the first Mm -hmm. seven games, but then address what hasn't gone well and utilize those first three to four practice days to try to fix those things. Tomorrow, which will be Thursday, we'll start looking towards Florida. And then you have the opportunity to take the weekend off, get guys even healthier, and really focus on the second half of the season. Georgia's second half of the season, Chris, uh, it's a bear. There's no question about it. They'll beat Florida. Kirby has a really good handle on this rivalry, which I feel really good about. I know Billy Napier in his first year has been up and down, but then it's home versus Tennessee at Mississippi state at Kentucky. Giddy up. That's your whole season right there.
2: Yeah. You got got a tough three week stretch there for sure. But I tell you what, man, like what I, what I love about as much as I bicker with Georgia fans, I respect the shit out of the program so much and what Kirby's built. And like, I like I remember the day they fired Mark Brick, I was I was cracking up because I was like typical Georgia they're gonna like it's, the 10 wins wasn't good enough and I was like oh shit they're gonna get Kirby and here we are and I think that like the one thing about Kirby that I think is so underrated and not talked about enough because everyone when they first talk about him and it's, it's finally starting to change now that he won the natty but like it's always yeah he, you know he was the longtime defensive coordinator for Nick Saban it's mm-hmm. like this dude has built his own identity, his own way he's going to write a program, which is different than how Saban is doing it and arguably better in a lot of ways in terms of I worry about like the college football coaches, like in this day and age with like the way recruiting is and like the way it's a never ending cycle with transfer portal and the early signing period and all this other stuff. You have to really like have like a strong work ethic and enjoy what you're doing. And Kirby, in a very short amount of time as a head coach, has figured out a way to do all of that at not just an elite level, but like the top level in the country. And it's, he's just, I, he has his hand in so many things, but he's on top of all of it. You, and, know, what and the Kirby,
1: fact, you know what Kirby's biggest advantage over Nick Saban is? He's young. Yes. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't buy time. He's younger than Nick Saban. I mean, I mean that is it. That yeah. is it. 100%.
2: Saban said last year, he's like, I can't really say, I can't pull those all-nighters anymore. I got to sleep in on Sundays. And I was like, can you not fucking say (laughs)
1: something like that, please? Don't don't say the quiet part out loud.
2: Yeah. Kirby, I genuinely think this, like, I think he he would, I think he will probably end up with the same amount of titles because he still has, like, yeah, not in the same amount of time, but he's going to have, like, 30 or 40 years.
1: That makes me feel good. I love hearing that. I hate Uh. it, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, the guy is relentless. Uh, he has taken all of those things that made Alabama so great for so long and implemented them at a very high level at Georgia. And what you just said about Coach Rick, I mean, I, I remember the day Coach Richt got fired. It was 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing in San Francisco. I, I, after the game, I had all my texts that like Coach Rick just got fired. It might have been January 2016. I shot him a text. He texted yeah. me right back, and everybody knew you were going to get kirby uh, right. That could have backfired in a big way. Look at Scott Frost. Um, look at right now. Right. I was thinking the other day. You know, obviously Oklahoma was in a different situation because Lincoln Riley was playing so well. But do you think Oklahoma would like to have Josh Heupel right now? You bet your ass they would. Now what I'm saying is the sweetheart story of bringing mm-hmm. a Letterman home to coach their alma mater does not always work out, and in Georgia's case, it has worked out magnificently, which yeah. has been awesome and like for me when i get to go back around the program or jake when he is living in athens and gets to go into Buttsmere and work out and start you know stay in shape for another nfl opportunity like kirby gets it he he was one of us so like he tailors all these letterman activities to around what guys like us would want to do and dude it is awesome i'm not saying it wasn't awesome when coach rick was there i was obviously playing but going back now like that brotherhood yeah that camaraderie it, it's it's fantastic and and you'll like this we went back for our letterman luncheon um during the second scrimmage of fall camp this year mm-hmm. and coach john casey who's been there for 50 years an absolute yeah. legend at georgia i went up and was saying hello to him and it was packed dude beautiful saturday and yeah. they got barbecue and beer for us we're hanging out watching practice and i was like coach casey pretty good turnout huh he's like hey coach how many guys you think would be here if we went two and ten last year i go it's a good point. Uh, he's like, everybody loves a winner. I go, now that is true. Obviously, yeah. alumni are gonna support always and forever, but it's a good time to be a dog right now. There's no doubt about it.
2: You know, as much as I hate to hear that out loud, it's it's so sorry about that. Uh, yeah, my, my dogs agree as well, but it's yeah. it's so spot on. Like I it, it kind of, you know, like Athens is the best college city in the country, and what Jesus Christ. Um what they're doing and like what they're building, like it is, it is different than anything else you've seen in the country. And it is, it is fun to watch the outside. I, I was telling my buddy about this last night. It was like, I remember sitting there watching it, like almost like just like a drunk, like, like like if you were drunk, like thinking about your ex. And I was watching y'all play Kentucky last year. I was like, God, they're so disciplined on defense and they just, <laughs> they're so fun, really sound. And the other thing too, about what, could, what, Kirby be, what does, could have been the passion that he has is so real, like so genuine. Um, that's why I think one of the reasons coach O was, good for a very short time and people love sam Pittman because they they, they care about those yes. programs kirby loves athens I mean, and especially now that he has such ownership over what he's been able to build it's, it is fun to watch
1: absolutely uh there's no doubt about it you know bye weeks are, are always fun as well you get to get away i'm sure jake has gone hunting or fishing on his bye week one of my favorite stories is this i think you'll like this as well chris 2009 um usually the third Saturday in October is a little right. bit later, which coincides with the week before
2: Florida, Georgia, yeah.
1: Florida. Uh, Two thousand nine, we were off. I was going to see my now wife Jackie in Tuscaloosa, so she was Zeta at Tuscaloosa. I get into T town. We went to Alabama against Tennessee. Oh, the- <laughs> section, and it was the Mount Cody block. That's Remember awesome. That game? Yeah. A great game. Um, and they were kicking into the end zone in which we were sitting. And I think Tennessee had had one field goal blocked already. They had it six minutes earlier than that. Yeah. yeah. And I Same was, like dude, I was Cody. like, dude, Cody's blocking this field goal. No way. Yes, he is. SWAT. Great. I mean, huge, huge win. Yeah. Uh, inside Brian Denny. That's one of my favorite bye week stories. Get out of Athens. Right. You know, you know, go be with your family or, you know, go be with your, your, your uh, significant other and uh, just get away from football. Be safe, but get away from football and then get back and lock in. So always good to get the bye week on. Hopefully the dogs stay on top of their P's and Q's this weekend. Cause they got some business to take care of when they get back. Speaking yeah. of taking care of business though, Chris, let's get some money, dude. Let's go to okay. our prize picks picks of the week. Again, download the prize picks app, use the promo code punt P U N T punt. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. What we have been doing all season long is the hashtag bet the from. So Jake will put together an entry and he will pick quarterbacks. He's been going over on everything. Uh, he almost hit a four-bagger the other week, which would have been big for your boy. Yeah. Uh, but we missed out, I think, by one completion or 10 passing or something like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth with you. We're going to look at the board, um, and I'm going to call this the hashtag DB's freebie. You like that? I don't get DB's it. DB's freebie. Free Why? pick, dude. you oh, Drew make money?
2: Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean. Knock, knock, so our, our sponsor
2: is Texas Pete, and we've been saying, I, I jokingly said that I was on a, a Peter instead of a heater. And I just tell you what the, the, what that insinuates has not been good for me. With our <laughs> listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah, you need to be a little bit more careful with that one. Absolutely. Uh, a big game in Red Stick this weekend. Ole Miss heading down to LSU. This is a good rivalry, an SEC West rivalry. Ole Miss undefeated. LSU playing with some mojo right now. Jackson Dark. Over or under Chris 220 and a half passing yards
2: under yeah. he had a, like, I don't know how he even managed three, three touchdowns last week. He had like a Dan Uggles stat line. He was like nine of 19 for 120 yards and had three touchdowns. I I, I don't get it. Um, they
1: run the ball a lot. almost does.
2: Yeah. I, I see. I worry about a little bit about their identity. I was like really high on them early on. Cause they, they were doing on both sides of the ball with like their defense and 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 they get up for the quarterback pretty well too, but um that offensive line has has allowed the least amount of sacks in the SEC, so he'll have time. But like you you know I don't know how you go from Vandy where you you set a program record for receiving yards in one game, and then that kid didn't have a target until the third quarter in the following game. So that that kind of like and and they're very different in the second half of games than they were in the first half. One of my favorite bets every week is Ole Miss first half Ole Miss team total in the first half, but, um,
1: okay. I like, that. but
2: yeah, I would take
1: the under in that. Okay. Excellent. On the flip side, Jaden Daniels, who's been, um, really allowed to kind of sling the ball around now in then yeah. LSU offense over or under 240 and a half passing yards.
2: I'm going to say over just because we saw what Tulsa <clears throat> did to, to Ole Miss as well. And that's one of the best <laughs> passing offices in the country. Um, but if they could do that and they're, you know, like going it, to, it's weird. It's a weird world we live in right now that like, this is the second team that's going to Baton Rouge and mm-hmm. it's a foregone conclusion to, I think like the, like most people that they're just going to lose yeah. they're, like that. You know what I mean? So, and they, yeah. you know, they, they did the yeah, first great, one, but good point. It's just bizarre. But I, I would say him, he's at a, I felt bad for him last week, man. Cause he had the Hooker and Bryce Young show and And then Katie Jefferson puts up five touchdowns out there in Mormon country.
1: Yeah. And
2: this kid just puts up six
1: touchdowns in the night game. But I I would take over for that. Over Jaden Daniels, 240 and a half passing yards. Alabama missed state. We'll get to that in here just a second. Bryce Young, 325 and a half passing yards.
2: Oh, God. Uh, I I guess I would take the under. I think think so, too. That's a lot. They had the fourth-ranked rushing offense in the country going into Tennessee, and then Bill O'Brien forgot to do that. In pretty key moments um but also bright you know we don't they don't they don't push the ball down the field well they don't have the same
1: perimeter weapons that they had a year ago
2: right no you have jermaine burton who has his fists weapons apparently so um no i think like they'll probably try to get back to the running game and the other thing is too bam is a little bit banged up like jameer gibbs got a shoulder thing like a couple weeks ago and you know bryce is i don't know he looked fine last week but you don't want to be throwing it deep like constantly
1: so yeah jameer Gibbs, Rushing yards. Damn it!
2: I'm so mad at myself. about this man, they yeah they had his total at sixty four and a half and sixty nine and a half and then eighty and a half for yep. the last three they weeks, just and just I didn't jump on up. any of them. yeah Um, I would take the and a half. I take the over. Do you, do you have a combined total?
1: Because PriceBook says
2: that, and it's my favorite. Yeah, they have like the rushing and receiving.
1: Rushing and receiving yards. Let's see if Jameer 140
2: and a half. Oh, they caught up to it. So no, I wouldn't take that. Yeah. Okay. You're
1: going to go no. over a hundred and a half rushing yards. And lastly, will Rogers 305 and a half passing yards against Alabama's right. defense.
2: Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you. This is your, this is your best nugget of the day for, for um stats and betting. It's and like that. Especially with Will Rogers. That seems like such a freebie bet because of what just happened a week ago uh, in, in Bama's secondary and all that kind of stuff. But in the two years that Mike Leach has been at Mississippi state and Bama's played him uh, last year, coming off the loss, against AM, a oh, for whatever yeah. reason, Pete Golding, he's not great at a lot of things, but he's great at, apparently against the air raid. They, they've outscored him 90 to nine. They haven't sort of a touchdown yet. And he, they haven't put up over 300 yards in either game.
1: Oh, Take the under. Lovely. All right, dude, Chris Marler coming in hot. That is one, two, three, four, five. We could put together a five pick hashtag DB's freebie. Yeah, uh, And again, DB is because my name is Drew Butler. Thanks I just for putting that together. To that one. But we're going to go under Jackson Dart, 220 and a half passing yards. Over Jaden Daniels, 240 and a half passing yards. Bryce Young, under 325 and a half passing yards. Will Rogers, under 305 and a half passing yards. And Jameer Gibbs, over 100 and a half rushing yards. That's the hashtag DB's freebie. Love it. You can flex it if you want. Go four out of five. I feel good. Chris is bringing. Some- Dude, yeah, flex you it because do I don't want
2: the Jameer Gibbs big. Yeah,
1: you can flex that and use the hashtag, or excuse me, use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's go inside the five real quick. I'll give you the line. You tell me who you like. And, inside of course, we will keep receipts on these picks. Love it. start in the ACC. My boy Sean McDonough and Todd Plackledge, they are on this game at noon on abc number 14 syracuse taking on number five clemson clemson's a 13 and a half point favorite. that's a huge number the total is 49 and a half um it's at it's at syracuse said No, it's at clemson oh take
2: i mean i would probably take clemson i don't know if syracuse has even played a road game this year and and nor should they like they should we should start making some concessions here for like some of these teams that are like like let tech just play on thursday nights by themselves yeah Uh, Yeah. i mean it can't get any worse um and let them play in the carry dome i guess all the time. I, I would take Clemson. I think that like, you know, this game has been pretty close, like multiple times over the last like five, six, seven years. Yeah. And and Syracuse actually jumped up and got them. in, I think in 2017, but um, I, that the, they're playing with fire up there with some of the ways they've been able to win and going on the road to Clemson. This is like a, a, a game where Dabo can come out and sprint down the hill in his khakis and, <laughs> and, and, and prove a point.
1: I totally agree. I think this is a game where Clemson can flex their muscles, rely on Will Shipley in the run game. Brian Brisey, if healthy, which I believe yeah. he is in that defensive line, should be able to get after Syracuse's offense. And you just said it. Uh, it's kind of smoke and mirrors with how Syracuse has been winning some of these games. This one could get a little ugly. Mm-hmm. What a great environment it's going to be. I'll lay the 13 and a half as well with Clemson. So Chris and I are on the same side. Number seven, Ole Miss, heading to Death Valley, the other Death Valley, to take on LSU. This is your 3.30 p.m. CBS game. LSU is a two-point favorite at home right now. The total is 68. You know what's weird? I was is hearing it? this earlier today. Is like all the people in the central time zone call it the 230 game. It's yeah. just weird. It's the 330 CBS game. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, I've I, I've been thinking that for like for years. It, also, the central time zone is God's country. That's that's a much better time zone than what we got yeah. stuck with.
1: Mountain um, time zone, though, when I lived in Arizona, dude, it's the best. Mountain time zone when you get the two hour change during the yeah. winter months, and then the three hour change, dude, it's phenomenal. But I, I
2: just know. anything but New York because I, what I only thing I know about that place is from TRL back in high school, and it would just get dark at like three <laughs> thirty in the afternoon. It sounds awful. Yeah, um
1: that's a great, I, great throwback. I,
2: I would take so the line opened with uh almost being favored, which Is right? they're, they're number seven the number. in the country. It it, it it changed within the day wow. by by like four points. Um, there's a stat about Brian Kelly being at home and favored, like it, it, since he's been at Notre Dame, and it's something stupid like forty five and twelve. I think that was what it was before the Florida State game. Granted, I just told you he lost that game, but um, I I think that they. I think you might get a, a situation where Ole Miss might be looking ahead a little bit and reading their own press clippings. And that, that game last week was not an, an enjoyable, comfortable win for them. Yeah. So I, I, I think LSU, LSU is going to jump up and get somebody. This would probably be their best. Opportunity. So you're going
1: to lay the two with LSU. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'll go on the opposite side here. Look, Ole Miss, um, I had them as one of my overs before the season started. I think their win total was seven and a half or eight and a half. I saw their early schedules, like they should be six and over, seven and oh. Then they'll just have to take one game. Uh, what maybe they shouldn't. I, I like them here. I-, I think they're focused on the road. I like your stat about how fast they start and how yeah. many points they score. Um, I'm gonna go with don't miss. I- I- I'll I like just that. take the two points. You know, I think they could yeah. run the ball kind of. Quiet down, Death Valley. Obviously, LSU is going to try to make what happened against Tennessee not happen again. But I'll go on the opposite side here. You know, it's not a bad pick. Sit, I, w-
2: I look at the totals though in the first half at some oh, point, because uh, exactly. that will be that's that's always really good money.
1: Big matchup in the Pac-12, undefeated number nine UCLA going to Autzen Stadium to take on the tenth ranked Oregon Ducks. Three thirty p.m. on Fox. Oregon's a six point favorite. The total seventy and a half points. All right, so I don't know if I've been I've been beating the drum
2: for this kid for more than I ever thought I would. Bo Nix, do you know what Bo Nix has done since you guys ruined his life yeah, for like a he's, fourth consecutive year? Picked
1: it up in a big, big way.
2: He's seventy three percent completion. He's he's averaging two hundred seventy passing yards a game, three hundred and thirty five total yards per game, has twenty total touchdowns and only one interception.
1: Good for him. He's,
2: he's at home. He doesn't have to play you guys for a while. He just got as far away from Georgia as possible. Um... <laughs> They're honestly, Oregon's played pretty good football. They, they also do pretty well early in the first quarter of games and jump out early. So does UCLA though. Um, UCLA away from home. I don't think I've seen that scenario yet. Uh, you know, they've had, that that's a very common theme this year for some reason, in college football. And in the first trip on the road, you saw actually with Washington going to UCLA, like I don't know what it is about Odson that is so makes it so loud. Um, it seems that whole state's just a giant nap with bad personalities in it. But, like, they, I, I think that Oregon they're coming off a bye as well. I think that they, they're they going to put it on them.
1: Yeah, UCLA's two big wins versus ranked teams both at home in the Rose Bowl, which is obviously mm-hmm. a very sleepy environment depending on Jam-packed. what time of day they're going to play and who they're playing against. It's like an
2: abandoned blockbuster video.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Oregon should have plenty of confidence, though. At home, they're battle-tested. UGA obviously showed him who was boss in week one. But mm-hmm. then, of course – They had a lot of success against BYU at home in week three. I like Oregon here as well. I'll lay the six. We're on the same side there. Let's go to the Big 12. We're touching all the bases here. Number 20, Texas, with Quinn Ewers back at the helm. At number 11, Oklahoma State, who just lost that nail-biter to TCU. Again, another 330 kickoff on ABC. Texas is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The total 61. I just want
2: I want you to hear what you just said out loud because I was even shocked as much Texas as I tried is to a six beat and a the half dr- point favorite
1: six and a half yeah. points on the road. Like yeah, Spencer I, Sanders dealing with an injury. Um, you know, Mike Gundy as an underdog, very, very impressive against yeah. the spread. And coming back up after that loss, like Oklahoma State still has a pathway to the Big 12 title game. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State. Just yeah. give me the points here. I so
2: I feel like I have to say Texas because I've I've been trying to lead that that parade all, all year um just for bama's strength and schedule purposes i do think that like they struggled a week ago on the road against iowa state actually they were that was at home but like they struggled a week ago against iowa state which kind of concerns me because you thought they had it rolling after the oklahoma thing i just don't like Derek mason's defense there and and they give up a lot of points at bad times a lot of a lot of points in the second half i i love sark with like a healthy just set of like five stars and talent on that offense. I'm going to take Texas against my better judgment.
1: Points. All right. He's going with Texas laying the big number oh, of six. six and half. A half. That's terrible. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Number 24, Mississippi state heading to Brian Denny to take on the sixth ranks, which just sounds dirty to say the sixth ranked <laughs> Alabama crimson tide. Look, Alabama is a 21 point favorite. The total oh, six. Are a they really 21 yes, points? 21 point favorite. You know what's happened the last three times they've been a 21-point favorite? Uh, They've won by, like, one point? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Texas, Auburn, and A&M. Interesting trend there. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting trend there. Yeah, I'll double-check again, but right before we jumped on, I made sure of the line. But um, go ahead. Give me your thoughts on a 21-point favorite of Alabama at home, at night, against Mississippi State. I was not exactly 100% aware of just how much they've dominated Mike Leach yeah, since he's been in Starkville.
2: I was, and I was very excited about like being confident in this pick until you brought up that exact number, and now I'm I'm just completely mind fucked. But uh, no, I think so. The, like in games since 2008, where Bama has come off a regular season loss, um, they have won those games by an average of 25 point like six points per game. There's only one time that it's it's happened where they've come back and and looked as bad the week before and that was when they yeah. played Arkansas like been beaten by one like 2014. I don't know if this team is mentally there to do that. Um but also the thing is like Mississippi State, it's not a similar offense so I know they throw the ball over the field, but they don't they don't do what Tennessee does. Yeah. And they like they put up a lot of like passing yards, but it's all stuff that you it's kept in front of you. Thank yes. God. Because that is not Rush what our three, defensive backs in. like to do. Right. Yes. And so again Pete Golding He's held he's held that offense to under three hundred yards in each year. they have not scored a touchdown. they're outscoring ninety to nine.
1: I would take I would take Bama, you know and when you say that, it's not like Mississippi State and their offensive attack can get overly creative and just throw a bunch of new stuff at you. Like it's right. the Mike Leach offense. Like what it is is what you will get. So yeah. uh, I would have to lean towards Alabama and lay the points as well. I don't think I've picked the right side of Alabama all season long. Um, I was wrong last week. Uh, yeah. I laid the points said hey Bryce Young's playing they should take care of business I thought it'd be too big of a spot but coming back home again everything's still out in front of Alabama like they can win the SEC West yeah. get back into the SEC championship game and make it happen but they've got to fix the turnovers the penalties stuff so that Bama has just not done in the past I mean muffed punts missed field goals watch out I'll lay the 21 though Mississippi yeah. State, I think is a bit fraudulent um, And I'm like, not even worried Georgia, like not even worried about no. going to Starkville in mid November. I'm like, no, that's not going to be a test. So
2: I, so before last weekend, the, my favorite weekly pick the, this every single week was Mississippi state to score first, win the first quarter, or win the first half. And I thought it was a lock against Kentucky because they were awful in the first yeah. half, but they, you know, I think they put up like three total points and it was like totally different, but they score, they do
1: score a lot early when they're on script.
2: Um, we'll see if Bama can get their shit together, but we certainly
1: will see. Well, thanks for doing Inside the Five, my man, giving us your top five against the spread picks on the biggest right, games dude. of the weekend. Really appreciate you filling in for my man Jake from right here on the week eight episode of Punt and Pass. Be sure to download the prize picks app. We gave you a hashtag DB's freebie. That's five picks. That's I'd good. flex it if I were you. Use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first. You can win up to 10 times your money in one day and payouts are instant. What is better than that? There's so many sports on right now. They're all available on prize picks. So get in there immediately. Be sure to use the promo code punt. Follow Chris at Vern Funquist Mm. on social media. You are thought provoking. Uh, You are, you are, you are instigating. You are a tastemaker uh you're all of those things and this has yeah. been the unholy alliance man you and i teaming up together to give some podcasting content out to the sec masses
2: i love it man we gotta do it we have to do it again soon you we like listen will. i think we did it last year to spark the rest of the, the second half of the season for you guys so we'll do it again sometime soon
1: i love it absolutely be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram i am at drew butler punt and pass.com we'll have our youtube video up there our picks from this week as well i'll link Chris's stuff. CFB uncensored. Check that out on YouTube as well. Chris, thanks so much, my man. Of course, dude. I'll see you soon. All right. We will talk to you on Monday. See you.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY and there's no fees, penalties or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like.
3: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta Jim Ellis automotive where you can always expect the best spring is here and baseball is back you can't forget the derby I love the hats do you have yours yet my hat
2: I treated myself to a whole outfit if you want to be able to treat yourself then you should check out the nest savings account at lge community credit union where they want you to reach your savings goals faster
3: Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives, head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.